Good morning, my lovely, lovely podcast friends. It is morning time, which is surprising. I usually don't film early. I usually don't record early ever. Um, but it's 9.17, and I know that doesn't sound too early to some of you. But I woke up at 5 a.m., so being awake this long has already taken a great, great deal of psychic damage to me. Ooh. That was my little early morning singing. I don't even know what it is. I'm, I'm, I may be losing it. I don't know how well this episode's gonna go. I'm exhausted. But, but I have coffee, so maybe I'll perk up through the middle of this. What we are talking about today is insecurity, because yesterday, let me tell you a little tale. Yesterday, I had a very slight mental breakdown. Well, what had happened first was, so I'm auditioning for a dance crew. I've always wanted to be on a dance crew. I've been watching dancing shows and dancers ever since I was little. And I actually used to be a dancer when I was around, like in, in kindergarten, I was in ballet and I was very good at it. <clears throat> um, but because of my autoimmune disease, I had to stop because, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't really dance if I couldn't walk, and so relearning how to walk was more important than dancing. Which sucks, but it also meant that I didn't really get back into it until I was in middle school for like musicals. But musical dancing is way different than like hip hop or freestyling or like K pop choreography. Like it's all very, very different. Um, and the stuff that I've always wanted to do is very theatrical. Think like the show America's Best Dance Crew. Like, that's my dream. That is what I would love to do. <laughs> and I know that people aren't really just down to form dance crews like they used to, so I'm taking this audition very, very seriously. Um, and I have a meeting with them today over a Zoom call. I'm very anxious. Well, yesterday, I was filming my audition video, and I had a breakdown because I hated seeing my body. I looked at it and I was like, wow, terrible. And the, the strange thing about that is that I have been pretty okay. Uh, like in the last few years, in the most recent years about my body and about the way I look. Or if I haven't been totally okay with it, like I've come to at least, at the very least accept it and understand that that's the way it is. But for some reason yesterday was just so awful, like I couldn't get my camera on the tripod in a way that, you know, made me not look awful. And then I started dancing and then I just panicked and I froze and then I had technical difficulties with everything trying to record and not working and it, it was just one thing on top of another thing. And so I just stopped, I just stopped and I just laid down and I just didn't know what to do. Because I was so insecure, and I was so worried about what I looked like. I was so worried about what other people thought of me. And the strangest thing is, when I'm dancing, when I'm actually dancing and I don't care, <laughs> and to anyone who's been to a concert with me or who went to a school dance with me, you can attest to this, I don't care. <laughs> and when I'm just... It, it genuinely feels like I'm married to the music. Like, as if there's something... That words will never be able to describe about the way that music makes me feel. Like, I have a stronger connection with certain songs than certain people. And so when I'm dancing and I don't care, I'm fluid and I'm happy and I'm free. 
And I'm not going to say I'm the best, because I'm not the best, but you can tell that I like it. You can tell I'm a performer. You can tell that I really care about it. I just don't know why I'm so insecure about <laughs> seeing myself dance. I look at my body and I wonder why I'm not super skinny like all the other dancers I watch or learn from. Or even worse, I'll see dudes and like for a fleeting moment, I see like a dude with, this is a very specific example, but like if there's a dude who's wearing just a vest, not like a shirt under the vest, just a straight up vest. <laughs> and if you know me in real life, please feel free to ask me to elaborate on this specific example because it's going to get like weirder. So dude in just a vest, like, like a tuxedo vest, so like the buttons are open and stuff. Or, like, a dude with, like, those cool, like, mesh sheer shirts. Like, think Trent Reznor in, like, 1994. I see men wearing those, and I go, that's exactly what I want to look like. <laughs> like, I look at that, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That I want to look like that. But then, I see very beautiful women, and I'm like, wow, I want to look like that. So, I'm just torn. <laughs> I'm just torn. <laughs> and... I don't know, like, I know that I've let people down with my dancing, and I don't mean, like, I've disappointed them in a performance, but, like, I can make promises to people when my insecurities aren't there, and then when those insecurities come back, um, it becomes very, very difficult to, to, I don't know, apply the motivation and the effort that I was willing to give, um, previously. Because it feels like something changed. Like, I promised a friend of mine to, um, we were gonna do a whole, we were gonna do a whole thing, and this whole thing included, uh, us promoting <laughs> something specifically through dancing. We were gonna post a video of us dancing to a, a K-pop song that I love and adore, and I love the dance. And when I tried to film myself, and this was months ago, when I tried to film myself, I watched myself back and I hated, I hated watching it. I deleted every copy of the video and I never sent it to him. And the reason I hated it is because I, I watched the way I moved, and yeah, I did the same movements, but it was as if they were being smudged through a mirror. It wasn't the same as what my idols were doing. I didn't have these long, skinny legs. I wasn't super thin. I wasn't one of these really pretty boys or girls. I didn't have, like, a flat chest and lean thighs. Like, I was different. And I know that comparison will only ever lead to disappointment, trust me. And I tell that to all of my friends all the time, but guess what? I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> um, and what had happened was I, I watched the video over and over and over again until I just hated, hated everything about it. And I, I apologized to him. I said, I'm sorry, but I, I ended up hating it so much that I had a full-blown panic attack which I haven't had a panic attack over like my body and my body shape since I was like 11. Yeah, I think 11 was about the last time it happened. Um, 
and it just hurt in the strangest way that I can't really explain because I know that I can do it and sometimes I'll have these out-of-body experiences uh, not quite out of body, but it's like as if I'm watching myself through through a different camera angle. And <laughs> I'll be looking down, and there'll be a move that I watch. I, I dance a lot in my living room, and I'll watch these like K-pop videos. And I'll see a jump, or I'll see a spin, or I'll see a move. And I can just shut off my entire brain. And it's like the only thing I'm taking in is what I'm looking at on that screen. And I see it, and I just do it. And I don't think about it, and it's great and it's perfect and it's the same I don't look up I don't like I don't worry about it I don't look at anything else and suddenly I can do it but the moment I step back into my head and I'm in my first person camera view of the world things change and suddenly I, I worry whether I'm too old to dance or whether I weigh too much to dance or all of these other things that I know are completely unfounded. But those insecurities make it feel so real. And I think that's what people don't understand is that, yeah, I generally, if you ask me at any given time, I'm not sitting here actively thinking about how much I hate my body. Generally, I really do love my body. And I can walk around and be confident. I wear things that are cute. But when you catch me, I would say eight times out of ten, I'm confident. Those other two times, um, not so much. It's because something doesn't look right. Something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't fit right. Or I move and I notice that there are parts of my body that I would rather trade for someone else's. And I think that my insecurities have definitely been blown out of proportion recently because I have been filming YouTube videos and I have been recording podcasts and I've been um, going out of my way to talk to people in the music department at my university because I'm going to I'm going to do music but we're gonna like combine uh, we're gonna try and combine theater dance and music so that I can go on to Juilliard because that's my that's my dream um, and here's the thing I love that, and in the moment, I love that so deeply. But when I think about who I feel like versus who I am, it's a totally different experience. And I wouldn't say it's—I wouldn't say that they're two opposing people. I wouldn't say that like I'm fighting against something or I'm fighting to be something I'm not or I'm fighting to be something that I want to be. I just feel like there are parts of me that have made peace with who I am and now love and accept and take care of those parts. But then there are parts of me there are parts of me that There are parts of me that don't know whether or not what I'm doing feels right. And in the moment, in the moment when I'm dancing, in the moment when I nail a choreography, in the, in the moment when I'm in practice, and I just devote my time to it, it feels so real and it feels so innate. It feels, it feels like it was meant to happen. 
but then I, I think about what people think a dancer should look like. And I'm, I don't look like that. Like, I've always wanted to learn swing dancing. <laughs> and the one time in uh, musical theater, it was an audition. I was with someone who at the time I considered to be a friend. Um, we were practicing a swing dance routine that was needed to pass the audition, right? Just like very basic stuff. But he had to pick me up for one part of it. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm a pretty dense person, like, not, <laughs> both, like, dense as in I don't pick up on clues, but also dense as in, like, I'm just a lot of mass packed into one. I'm not very big. However, I'm very strong. I have quite a bit of muscle, but I'm also very curvy and have quite a bit of fat. So, my body composition is incredibly it's just strange <laughs> and um and i can laugh about it now but at the time he picked me up and i made an offhand remark like oh i've always wanted to i've always wanted to be a swing dancer and he said you're way too big to do that and at the time this dude is like known for making like offhand remarks like that so at the time I don't know, it didn't really hit me. I kind of laughed about it. Um, but then it, I just sat and I internalized it. And I was like, oh, maybe he's right. Because I've always been like a base in, in tricks. I've been the person to catch other people. I've been the person to pick people up. And that's just because I'm 5'4", but I can lift like twice my body weight. Like I can, I can pick up almost anyone. There's never been a person that I've known who I haven't been able to pick up. So, like, I can do it. <laughs> With the exception of some of my incredibly tall friends, I haven't been able to pick them up just because, like, they are so tall that it is really, really hard for me. And I think that part of the reason my insecurities have always been more of a fight is because when you're a kid in the performing arts, um, everything comes down to if you're the best. Like, in choir, it's about who's the best singer. In dance, it's about who's the best dancer. Who can do the most tricks. In acting, it's about who can show the most emotion, be the most believable, look the right part. And that's the thing, as I didn't look the right part. For a lot of the parts, I've, I've never played a true lead role. I've always been the comedic relief. Um, I've been the short and angry side character, who is, yes, very funny, and yes, has a lot of lines, but isn't a lead. <laughs> I don't get my solo songs, I don't, I I'm really just glorified ensemble at that point. Even the older I got, I realized, I didn't think typecasting was a thing, and then I realized that I was so disillusioned by it, <laughs> because it was what was happening to me all the time. And that makes me sad. It makes me sad because... I want to play these lead roles, not because they have the most lines, but it's because those are the characters I tend to connect to. I would love to be Maureen and Rent, or Eponine and Les Mis. But I also look down, and I know that my thighs measure 25 inches around, and other girls, they'll measure 20 or 21. The craziest thing is, um, speaking of insecurity, <laughs> I tried binding my chest for the first time. 
It was something I've always wanted to do. Always wanted to do. Because the look of it was just so... I don't... Yeah, so mystifying. Like, I could... I could become androgynous or I could, I could look like a boy and do it on purpose. I wouldn't be called a boy on accident because someone saw me with short hair and a baggy shirt. Like, I would... I would be mistaken for a man because I wanted that. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's what that's what I want. I want the ability to decide when I'm going to be feminine and when I'm going to be masculine. And the moment, <laughs> the moment my body had fewer curves, I looked so much skinnier. Like, it just took everything away. <laughs> And I was like, wow, <laughs> this was, if I had known it was this easy, I would have done it so much longer. Like, so, I would have done this such a long time ago. Because, first of all, not to brag, but you guys can't see my body because this is a podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to describe this. Put on the binder. Yeah. Flat chest. Great. I stood in the mirror. I had that Chris Evans Dorito shape. Ooh great loved that dorito shape where like my shoulders were obviously broader than my waist and ugh, i loved it oh my god i loved it i was wearing like a baggy anime shirt and i was like yes this is this is this is the life and it's not that i always want to look like that it's that i want to have the option <laughs> i want to have the option i want to have the option of of choosing what i look like and that's that's the thing is that it was never about me only wanting to be one thing it's about the fact that i was dissatisfied with only being one thing i know that jk rowling is a terrible person and is incredibly transphobic but all i'm saying is that nymphadora tonks had the best power being able to shapeshift because wow that would help me out so much <laughs> like emotionally <laughs> Also, here's the other thing with insecurity. This is the other part I wanted to bring up. Um, sometimes you don't realize that people think you should be insecure about things till they say something, and then you're like, excuse me? <laughs> because, so I have, most of, my, most of my family originally immigrated from Italy, southern Italy, to my knowledge. All of this is kind of like taken with a grain of salt because it's, it's all hearsay at this point. But um, you can tell because my grandma and like, her side of the family all have very distinct noses. My nose is kind of similar, kind of different, but if you look at it, like, I have a very bumpy septum. Again, you can't see me because this is a podcast, so I will describe it. Very skinny top nose, and then it just goes down and it gets curvier. <laughs> I've never broken my nose. My septum is even on both sides. It's even. It's just very bumpy. And uh, I filmed a cover of a song I love on YouTube called Love Myself by Cameron Phillip, and you should go check it out because it's, like, really good. Um, and even if it's not really good, like, it's fun. So, like, it's fun. So, like, you should go look at it just because it's it's kind of a party. Um, <laughs> but I had noticed the angle I was filming at made my nose look huge. It was my side profile. And I was like, oh, no, I, I intentionally try not to look at my side profile. And I could see that my cheeks were, like, individual circles because I have high cheekbones. But, like, you could see my smile lines. Yes, I have smile lines at 18. And here's the thing. When I was younger, in middle school, again, middle school apparently is where a lot of bad stuff starts. I always knew my nose was kind of different. 
and I loved it. I was just like, yeah, this is my nose. Like, I think cool noses, personally, if you, like, people are always like, oh, I look for someone's, like, eyes or someone's smile. I'm always like, if they have a cool nose, I probably am madly in love with them. And what defines a cool nose, like, if you want to go look up some visual examples, two noses that I am utterly obsessed with, DK from Seventeen and I am from Monsta X. If you don't know who they are, DK from Seventeen and I am from Monsta X, go look them up. They have such amazing noses. Oh my god. A third equally viable option, Yuta from NCT. From NCT 127, Yuta. He has, oh my god, like, I am obsessed. It's awful. It's terrible. Like, their noses are just so cool. So anyway, <laughs> um, when I was younger, in middle school, like, I always thought, like, noses that weren't just, you know, basic were fun. And I always thought that they added so much character to a person and made people really cute. And I stand by that. I live by that now. <laughs> but, um, then girls in choir, girls in choir can be so cruel. There were these girls, and one day I was sitting in the alto section, you know, just minding my own business, and the girl sitting next to me, obviously, if you sit next to me, you can see my side profile. I'm looking down at my music, and they're like, Natalie. And I'm like, yes, what do you want? <laughs> um, they're like, Natalie. And I was like, yes what do you want they're like uh well your nose is just super mediterranean and i was like huh <laughs> what they're like it's just like so cool because it's like super italian like it's super mediterranean and keep this keep this in mind let's talk about something for a second my family southern italy in southern italy they generally have like an olive complexion and pretty dark hair i my hair is almost it's pretty blonde it's pretty dirty blonde but it's still blonde i have blue eyes yes i got some thick eyebrows and yes i have a cool nose but ultimately i don't think many people oh i'm also very pale i don't think many people are looking at me and going that is an italian that's that's an italian american if i ever did see one no one's saying that no one's saying that also no one's saying that because i'm the third generation born in the u.s so i'm like almost removed from the original culture at this point so like no one's saying that to me <laughs> except for these girls <laughs> and they're like your nose it's just like like most people wouldn't be able to like rock it but like you do and i'm like hey wait i got back it up what are we talking about right now and the, these like little offhand remarks would happen all through middle school not just about my nose but like about my body about what i wore about my eyebrows because guess what girl got thick brows and I love them because guess what? Now it's like high fashion to have super thick, they're called boy brows. And I'm like, okay. Um, and the reason that I don't always shave or pluck or wax my eyebrows is because it hurts and it costs money. <laughs> and there are men that I know that don't shave their face. So why am I pulling out the little tiny hairs above my eyelid? What? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I do it if I want to, to like clean it up for myself, but I don't do it for anyone else. But people would always be like, oh my god, like your eyebrows. Like, it's so bold of you. It's so bold of you to have them like that. And I'd always be like, I'm just existing. I'm just straight up just vibing, dude. Or they'd be like, oh my god, like, did you do your eyebrows? Because, like, they look really good. And they'd, like, stress to me that if my eyebrows were done, and, like, you know, you know when you're, you can feel yourself being insulted, but it's just subtle enough that if you point it out, you look like you're the dick. Yeah, that was, that was my life when I was 12. 
And people would also talk about, they'd be like, girl, like, your thighs are thick, but, like, you're still cute. And I'm like, girl, I'm cute with the thick thighs. Like, thick thighs help to make me cute. I don't get why this is an issue. Why are we talking about this right now? It was always just those little things that made me realize that, like, or when people would come up to me and be like, you're so brave for wearing those shorts. I'd be like, what? What? I didn't realize it was brave to show my leg when there are people, like, fighting fires and saving children. Like, I didn't know that I was going to be receiving a medallion for my bravery and honor and my service, but here we are. Because me showing my thigh is totally on par with, like, a doctor saving someone's life. Yeah. Um... Or people would also get, like, on my case about not shaving my legs. Especially, like, when I was younger, I only shaved um, my my calf. I didn't shave my thigh. And even in high school, I had a friend sitting next to me on the bus. And he, like, leaned over. And I was wearing a skirt. And I didn't shave my thighs. I shaved my calves. Because I didn't want to spend an extra ten minutes in the shower shaving my thighs. Because, girl, I just didn't want to. I did not have the motivation. He leans over and he goes, why'd you shave half your leg? And it took so much willpower for me to not, like, yell at him <laughs> or be mad. Because I, cu I couldn't tell if this was a real question or if he was being facetious. Leans over, asks that question, and I'm like, because I didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to shave the whole thing, so I shaved half of it, and that's what we get. It's my leg. And he's like, yeah, but, like, it looks weird. And I was like, well, like, you're not touching my legs. You're not touching my legs. No one is, actually. So, like, I get to make the choice about what I do because they're my legs. <laughs> so weird, right? I don't see people asking men why they didn't shave or like why they didn't shave their legs or like anything like that. But here we are. <sighs> so yeah, that's 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 my take on insecurity. I think it's ridiculous when other people like unless you know that someone talks about and is really really motivated and empowered by how they view themselves and how they view certain elements of their appearance. Don't call them brave. Don't call them bold. Like, just call them beautiful. Like, compliment them like a normal person. Like, if you're gonna say, oh, you're so beautiful, even though, then just stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> because, honestly, if you have to add an asterisk to someone's compliment, you probably aren't really complimenting them as much as you think you are. So just don't. <laughs> um, I'm gonna update you guys on how the audition goes. Uh, hopefully I get it filmed. I have up until the end of this week to get it done. So like, I have time. We're fine. We're fine. It's all good. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all that I have to say. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I love you very much. If you're one of my friends in real life, miss ya. If you're one of my friends who I haven't met yet, who lives far away, I love you too. One day we'll be able to see each other in person when I, when everybody gets vaccinated. And if you are just a random listener, then you know what? Thank you for listening to the ramblings of an 18-year-old. Like, thanks. That, that actually, you know, it's like having a diary, but I get to yell it to the world. Um, and that's really, that's really fun. That's nice for me. So thank you guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands and have a good one. And I will see you in the next episode.